It's Luke chapter 10. From verse 38 onwards. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Luke chapter 10, from verse 38 onwards. Now it happened as they went, that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Praise be to God. The Spirit of the Lord is here in our midst to bring to our spirits that which matters the most. Our choosing matters. What we choose matters. What we choose in this life matters. What we choose every day matters. What we choose in the presence of God matters. What we choose even right before Jesus Christ matters. We need to know there are Two things that will always be before us when we are in the presence of God. Even while we are in the presence of God. While Jesus Christ is right here. There are two things that will always be present. One is things pertaining to this world and the other is things pertaining to eternal life. Things pertaining to this world and things pertaining to eternal life. When we have these two things before us, it is our choice to choose one of those What are we going to choose? Are we going to choose that which pertains to this world? Or are we going to choose that which pertains to eternity? A lot of people don't know this secret. The secret is, when you choose that which pertains to eternity, that which pertains to eternity will get the job done, that which needs to get done here on the face of the earth. But, if we go after just the things of the world, it is only going to burn us down. That's why a lot of people, you know, I've seen people say, oh, if you do too much of God's work, you will burn out. And there are a lot of people who are burned out and who have left their ministry and they've gone back to fishing. Well, they were Martha's. Martha's will get burned out, not Mary's. Martha's will get, have burned out in their ministry. You know why? Because they were doing their own thing. 
They said, we're doing service to God. We're doing service to God. Let's have a program here. Let's have this here. Let's have that here. Let's have this here. Let's have this seminar and let's have this. And let's have this barbecue here. Let's have this activity here. Let's do all these things here. They have lots of activities and calendars and all those things. But what are they feeding? They're feeding their flesh, not their spirit. When a person's spirit is fed, what will happen? The spirit man on the inside will grow strong. When a person's body is fed, what will happen? The person's body will grow strong. When a person's mind is fed, what will happen? A person's mind will grow strong. What will happen to those people? Those people will be strong physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in every way. To do the will of God. When we are in the presence of God, it is important for us to come with one motive. And that motive is, I will sit at your feet, Lord. I will wait for you to speak, Lord. Not because we have to do something. Not because we want to do something. Not even because we want to come and praise the Lord. That's all secondary. Our worship to Him, our service to Him, is if He wants us to do for Him. But you know what God is really looking for? He's looking to have a one-on-one conversation. You know, there are a lot of marriages that end up in divorce. They all had very nice vacations every year. Suddenly, after 14 years, divorce. Everybody is shocked. Didn't you go vacation after vacation after vacation? What happened? They both went and saw some sites and they did some things, what they liked and they came back, but they did not have what it took for them to be one. There was no intimacy there. We can do things, but we can do things being empty on the inside. That's when frustration will come. But you can serve the Lord out of love. You know, when you truly love, you will do anything. And I'll never feel burdensome. When you are at the feet of Jesus, especially when you really want to talk to him and hear him talk to you, most of all, you will come and sit. You know, there are people who go for a doctor's appointment because they really want to get that appointment. They really want to see what can be done for their health. They will travel long distance and wait for a long time and sit there until they see the doctor. When they go home, they're all happy. Not because they got well. They made it to the appointment. But when you come to the presence of God, you're not coming to a person who will just come and diagnose and send you back sick. You're coming to a person who will make you well. All will be well with me. Oh Lord of heaven, when I meet with a king, oh what a meeting it is. When Queen Esther, when she went and stood before the king, the king, he saw her, the moment he saw her, he was so pleased with her, he loved her so much. The first thing he asked was, what do you want from me? Even up to half of my kingdom, I'll give to you. All will be well with me. O Lord of heaven, when I meet with a king, oh what a meeting it is. This is why Jesus said, the cares of the world, the heathen, the heathen. That means people who don't have daddy, people who don't have father, 
they have to worry about because they don't have someone to take care of them. But we who have our Heavenly Father, we don't have to worry about it. Have you seen a baby, newborn, or even 10 months old, getting up and crying? Diaper change! It's time for diaper change! Oh, I want you to do my diaper change! Or even before the diaper change. If I do something, will my diaper be changed? Do they worry about it? Oh, when I get hungry, will I be fed? Do they, they worry about it? No. They know it's taken care of. Those who have a heavenly father, Jesus said that, he will take care of you. Don't worry about what you eat, what you drink, what you put on, because he takes care of it. All will be well with me, O Lord of heaven, when I meet with the king. The question is, are we meeting with the king? Queen Esther got everything accomplished. Whatever she needed to get accomplished, everything got accomplished. You know why? She went to the king. She went to the king. Every time she went to the king, she got something accomplished. Something substantial. Every time. It was like a chess piece that was strategically moved. Not like somebody who doesn't know how to play the game. Which is like, you know, there are people. And when they feel like they're going to lose, there are some kids who will just do a little bit to the board where it'll just shake and everything will topple and they say, I don't know where the piece went and let's start it all over again. Because they don't know how to play the game. But if you know what you're doing, you know that you're making a very strategic move and you know within two steps it's going to be over. You know what you're doing. You know that you are in this game to win the game. You're going to go in confidently, not with nervousness. All will be well with me, O Lord of heaven, when I know all will be well with me when I go before him. Because I know when he sees me, he's going to see what's needed because he's pleased with me. The Bible says, the Lord Grants to them the desires of those who, who can finish the list. Those who fear him. God grants to those the desires of their hearts to those who fear him. And there's also another scripture which says, blank yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. What is it? Delighting. Delighting in the Lord equals fearing the Lord. Fearing the Lord is not like, oh, I'm just coming every time I'm shivering and shaking and I don't know what to do. Can I pray? Can I not pray? If I stand and can, will I say the right words? And if I say the wrong words, will I be struck by the Lord? And I don't know if I'll get up the next minute and, oh, I don't know. I can or should I do it if I'm doing this right? And I don't, no, 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 no. When you're in love with God, you know. When you know Him, you know what to talk. When you know him, you know what to talk. You know how our God is. He will tell you what he likes. Delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. You know why? Because he knows the desires of your heart. When he knows you and you know him, it's such a delightful experience. When you love him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength, and he loves you with everything that he has, let me tell you, That person will be like Daniel in Babylon. 
Kings will change, kingdoms will change. War will happen. But you know what? In every kingdom and empire, Daniel will be there representing God on earth. No matter what happens, the people of God who are one with God, they are constant. They're not going to say, oh, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm going to prophesy something and then something happens. They try to turn the prophecy into, oh, this happened because this happened because they said this. Liars who lie in the name of God. But when God speaks, Daniel came and stood and he said, your kingdom shall be taken away from you. What happened? The kingdom was taken away from that king. Kings changed, kingdoms changed, but Daniel was constant because the God of Daniel was a constant God. All will be well with you. Yes, even in a strange land, even in a foreign land. All will be well with you. Yes, even in a place where you have been put as an exile. All will be well with you. You can search through the scriptures all the way from Genesis to Revelation. Search and search and search and search and search. Was there one person who ever trusted in God? Ever got disappointed? One person who ever trusted in God was ever let down by God. Search and search and search and search and search through the scriptures. On the contrary, their faces shone with brightness. God's joy was over them. You have given me joy more than in the time of corn and new wine. That which will bring joy to the people, for some people, is when they hit the lottery. They get very happy or somebody comes and gives them some money, they're very happy. Or somebody gives them a house, they're very happy. Or they get a new car, they're very happy. Whatever makes people happy, God's word says, beyond that the real joy is given by God. When you are with him. And the joy is constant. It never goes away. Jesus says this here. In the presence of God, this is the presence of God where Jesus Christ was. Where Jesus was, you have two people, two believers, not unbelievers. Both of them loved Jesus. Both of them loved Jesus. But there's a distinction here in the love of both people, between their love. One wanted to do something. One wanted to show what she can do for God. I want to cook this. I want to cook that. I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to give this to Jesus. Very good. Good intentions. But then there was the other one says, I can't wait to see his face. I can't wait to hear his voice. I can't wait to hear from him. I want to sit and talk to him. You know what the world will call? Lazy little one. Doesn't want to work all the time. Sit down over there. Jesus comes and she wants to sit down over there. Was she a lazy one? No. She knew her priorities. She loved him more. Definitely. More than doing being takes priority. You know there are people who will work and work and work. And they will say I'm working. I'm working all these things. I'm working. But they will hardly spend time with their spouse or their kids. Because they work so much. And they think bringing a lot of money equals love. It is not. You know if you ask the kid what the kid will say. I want daddy. Not twice. Twice come after that. I want mommy. Not candy. Candy is okay. 
But I need the person. You ask the spouse, they'll say, I want to spend time with you. Not bring a bouquet or a card on Valentine's Day or anniversary day, get a nice ring. What is that going to do? Stay on the shelf on your finger? When you don't spend time with your spouse, even that which you give will become an agony. What's the point in this when the man is not here, the woman is not here, the mother is not here, the father is not here? But when you value the person, the first thing you would want is to spend time with you. You know what that says? I want you, period. When you see Jesus, it's not like what I want to do, because I want to do is more like what I want to show I can do. But when I say I want you, the focus is you, not me. That's what true love is. It's a higher level of love. Not to try to get the person, but to really give ourselves to the person. That's true love. Love does not seek its own. That's the true love that God's word talks about. Now you look at these two people, two sisters who really loved Jesus, but you look at the difference, quality of love. Everyone knows gold is gold. But how many of you know there's a difference between 10 carat gold and 24 carat gold? There's a difference. In the looks and in the price. There's a big difference. And if you look at diamond, you'll say, oh, this has all diamonds. And if you look at it, it'll look like glass. But you look at expensive diamond, you can see it sparkle. There's a difference. Even when it comes to loving God, there's a difference. Your love for God, when it's put on the weighing scale, balance, is it going to go down saying that it has weight? Or it's just going to go up because it's full of air. We shouldn't be people who just say, I love God, I love Jesus, and you know, and sing all kinds of, you know, love song to Jesus and everything. Like some people do, write love letters and write this and send this. And you know what they do? There are some people, they're horrible, terrible um, people who will send the same letters to 10 different people. It's a rare, rare species, I would say. Unfaithful people. Believers shouldn't be like that when it comes to God. Oh, more than anything, I love you, Jesus, more than anything. And then after that, go and sing the same song to something else. Oh, money, more than anything, I love you, money, more than anything. And then, more than anything, I love my body, more than anything. More than anything, what have we sung in the presence of God? Do we really mean what we say? Or are we lying to ourselves and to God and all of heaven? We need to be people who will truly take a good look at ourselves, evaluate ourselves and say, what kind of love do I have? Do I have a superficial love? Or do I have some kind of love, but it's not strong love? Martha didn't have a superficial love. She had love for Jesus. She was the one who ran and called Jesus. But her love was not as strong as Mary's love. Mary was, I'll do anything for Jesus, but I want Jesus first. I want to hear from him. Jesus, talk to me, Jesus. 
Talk to me, Jesus. Now there are some people who go to the restaurants to eat. They call it a date. What's it called? Date. You can just mark it on the calendar. July 24th, 2023 or 22. Whatever. It's just a date. That's about it. They go and sit over there and talk. Talk. What do they talk? Nothing about the person. If you look at it, all about me. And by the time they come out, it's how they're fighting. And they say, I finished. And to everybody, I had a date with my husband. I had a date with my wife. What is it? To check something off, that marriage will end in a disaster. God is speaking to our hearts today. We don't want to be Christians who just want to check something. Oh, I went to church today. Oh, I gave my tithes. I gave my offerings. I did this. God is not looking for obligatory Christians. It's a very sad thing if we are just staying in it because of obligation. Like some people say, I tied the knot, so I have no choice. We love him because he first loved us. It's not because we have to, but we want to. We need to be, we want to Christians. We do these things for the Lord because we want to. And God is looking for not have-tos, but want to. He'll take the have-tos in too. He'll say, okay, poor you, come inside. You don't want to go to hell. So you're doing all your chores. Get in. You have faith, get in. But there is this place for those who truly love him. Jesus said this, I and my father will come and make our abode or dwelling with him. I will come and eat with them and they with me. This is something reserved for those who truly love him. The Marys. So there is a choice that we make when we are in Christ. What kind of a choice are you making? That's what God is asking you today. You make choices every single day. Your choice has to be based on what matters the most. What matters the most? What is going to matter the most for you? What you consider important, is it truly important? Is that truly of worth? You may think that a little matchbox car is very, very valuable if you are two years old. You have no idea of the most expensive vehicle that someone will want to give you, but you'll say, no, 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 this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. Because you have no idea of what the value for that is. Because you can't do anything with it. Many Christians are like that. Very short-sighted. I need this now. I need this now. They run for the temporary things that Satan shows. Satan says, matchbox car, matchbox car. You want matchbox car? I'll give you a matchbox car. Nothing wrong with matchbox cars, by the way. But I wouldn't get that for a real vehicle. I wouldn't trade that in. God is speaking to our hearts today. Our value system has to be based on our knowledge. If our knowledge is limited, then we will shortchange ourselves. If your knowledge is limited of eternity, of what is worth, really, truly worth going after, then you are going to make wrong choices. God is speaking to our hearts today. Martha was there 
Mary was there. Martha ran around doing stuff. She said, let me do this. Let me make this. She probably thought I did. I'm going to make like five, you know, dishes and I'm going to make like a nice meal for Jesus. And Jesus walked all this time and he talked to all these people and he ministered to all these people. He's really hungry. I want to really make him happy. Her heart was to make him happy. She said, let me do this. Let me do this. Her whole focus was doing to make him happy. Was it a wrong thing? No. She loved him. She wanted to make him happy. But then you see a stronger love that comes in. She said, I want to make him happy. I know what really makes him happy when he sees me and talks to me. Jesus wants you more than what you can do for him. My meat is to do the will of him who sends me. And he is there to impart. When the king of glory is there to impart. And we are trying to impart to him. That will be foolishness. When God is here to give, we need to be in the receptive mode. Not to say, Lord, I want to give you and I want to see what I can do. Lord, how can I bless you? And I've seen some people, you know, who come for prayer. It's just, it just amazes me. It really amazes me. They have so much problems. But above the head, you can see pride. I don't need prayer. Uh, What can I pray for you? I don't need prayer. What can I pray for you? No understanding. That you have a need, you are coming to a servant of God who carries the anointing of God to set you free. But the pride is so high, they don't even realize that I can receive, and this is why I'm here. Instead of being in a receptive mode, what are they doing? Let me show what I can do for you. In the process, what happens? They completely miss out on what they can get. I don't need prayer, I'll be fine. I've seen some people bring some people for prayer. They'll say, I don't need prayer. I pray already. And what happens? The result shows what pride did to them. God is speaking to our hearts today. Our doing is good if he wants that doing. The desires of God must be understood by us and be done according to what he wants, not according to what we think. There are people who really love somebody, so to speak, but they will not ask, do you like this or do you not like this? They'll say, I want to do this for them, and they'll buy a nice chocolate cake. Meanwhile, the person hates chocolate cake. Just because they like chocolate cake. <laughs> when the person doesn't like it. There are some people who will be happy that they didn't take the chocolate cake because they can eat it all themselves. What a tragedy. We want to be people who know the heart of God. When you get to know him, you will do what pleases him. When you please him, he delights in you. And when he delights in you, that's it. You don't even have to say anything beyond that. God will grant to them the desires of those who fear him. All those. Fearing equals delighting in Him. Fearing equals obeying Him. Fearing the Lord equals loving Him. Loving the Lord equals delighting in Him. Delighting the Lord equals obeying Him. Obeying the Lord equals loving Him. Loving Him equals delighting in Him. Delighting in Him equals obeying Him. Obeying Him equals loving Him. Loving Him equals obeying Him. It just goes round and round because it's the same. If we love God, we'll be happy. We will want to do what he wants. 
That's the test of true love for God. Not just saying it. Like I said, you can write poems and songs and love letters and letters to Jesus and all these things. You know, there are people who do letters to Jesus and and uh, smoke weed at the same time. <laughs> I wrote letters to Jesus and smoked weed at the same time because he knows my heart and I know, oh, he really does. <laughs> he knows that you don't love him. That's the truth. God is not interested in poets over here. <laughs> How nicely you can write poetry. It's all a lie. When it comes from the heart, that means you love God and you live for him, then you're right, then that's going to be a sweet fragrance for God. God is looking for those whose hearts are loyal towards him. Now you look at these two people. I'm going to quickly go through this. It happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She really wanted Jesus to come to her house. And this family, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were friends of Jesus. That's what the people called them. Jesus loved them very much. That means they really were set apart from the rest of the people. They truly loved Jesus. But within that you see levels of love. That's what the Spirit of God is talking here. Martha was not someone who lied. Martha was not someone who loved Jesus superficially. No, she really loved Jesus. She had a strong love for Jesus. But then you had Mary, whose love was stronger than Martha's love. And that stronger love made her to choose wisely. This is where the Spirit of God wants you to get what God is speaking at this hour. When you love God with everything, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength... There's this wisdom that will come from God in knowing the heart of God in doing what pleases the Lord. When you do that which pleases the Lord, you're choosing wisely. Because that wisdom comes from God Almighty. So you look here, verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. They were both people who hear from God, but one chose sitting over working. She had her priorities right. doesn't mean that she was not doing any work and all the time she was just sitting and saying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying and not doing any work. But she knew when to sit and when to work. Martha didn't know that. Jesus was there. Imagine Jesus is sitting there and you have both Mary and Martha here in the kitchen and Jesus sitting by himself over there. Do you think Jesus will sit there and waste his time? Think that I'm just sitting there waiting, you know, like a, a person sitting at a restaurant waiting for the food to be prepared and, and uh, sitting there. Oh, what can I do here? No, every minute of Jesus is precious. Mary knew that. If Jesus comes here, I'm going to sit and talk to him. But what about food? Jesus is going to be hungry. What about food? Mary knew. Once we talk, Jesus will take care of it. First things come first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything else will come. This is the Lord who multiplies five loaves and two fish. This is the Lord when the disciples went and bought stuff for themselves and came with food. And he said, no, no, I don't need this. 
I have meat that you do not know of. This is the God whose priority is according to heaven and guess who matched that? Mary. She said, I know what should come first. Loving, hearing, sitting, taking it in first. You know what came first for Mary? Food for the soul. Food for the soul. I'm not here to feed the bread of heaven. I'm here to receive from the bread of heaven. She knew that he had the words of eternal life. Martha did not. Martha knew that Jesus can do all things and Martha knew he's just a miracle worker and Martha knew he's such a compassionate God. Martha knew, just like we saw in our fasting and prayer. The rest of the people knew Jesus as Jesus who grew up in their town. Jesus who was their next door neighbor. Jesus who was their relative, nephew, cousin, whatever it may be. But you look at Mary, his mother. She knew the heart of Jesus. You look at this Mary. By the way, this Mary is not the mother of Jesus. It's a different Mary. This Mary is Lazarus' sister, Martha's sister. This Mary knew her priorities. She said, I want my soul to be fed first. I want to hear what Jesus wants to say. Jesus came here. Lord, you speak to me. And she sat. And Jesus spoke to her. Now because Martha, verse 40, was distracted with much serving. If our service to God is not according to God's will. Understand this, this is very important. This is very deep. If our doing for God is not according to God's will, it will distract us from the kingdom of heaven. Yes, even our service for God. If it is not according to God's will, that means if you are not fed in your soul, if you don't take care of your spiritual needs, that means if you don't read and pray, and if you are not in the presence of God to receive, but say there, well, I don't need to come to church today because I'm going to go give out tracts over there. I don't need to be in the call today because I'm going to go do this over here. If my soul is not fed and we say I'm going to do ministry, 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 that ministry will become your stumbling block. God is speaking at this hour. Martha was distracted with much serving. Serving who? Serving who? Not the devil. Serving Jesus. But that very service became a distraction for her. Took her away from that which mattered the most. Be very careful. People have wrong priorities. They say, oh, God wants to take care of the family. Oh, God wants to take care of the neighborhood. God wants to take care of this. Meanwhile, what's happening? They're just going down the drain. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that's what Mary did. She said, I will sit at your feet, O Lord. I will wait for you to speak, O Lord. I will give ear to your word, O Lord of heaven. Because this is what I want. Every word that comes from the God of heaven and earth is so precious and I cannot afford to lose it. While he is here, let me get everything I can so that I can do what he wants me to do. See, the goal is not like, I just want to hear him speak because I just want to feel good. No. 
What can I do, Lord? Speak, Lord, I will listen and obey. Those are the people God will actually speak because he knows these are doers of the word. Doers of the word God will invest because he knows these will take it in and they won't take the pearl and throw away. To such people God will invest more and more and more. Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? What happened to Martha? Martha was trapped by doing. When you do things not God's way, you will get frustrated. That's the truth. When you do things not God's way, you will get frustrated. It's like a car that is trying to run on empty. Make a lot of noise and won't go anywhere. You need the fuel for your soul. You need the words of life into your ears, into your head, into your mind, into your heart, into your soul. That's what is going to strengthen you and nourish you to becoming everything that you need to be. And then comes the doing from that. And that doing is going to be delightful doing, not a burdensome doing. When your soul is fed, what you want to do for the Lord, what God wants you to do that you do for the Lord, will become a delight, not burdensome. But if you are sick on the inside, you are not connected with God, and you try to run on your own, you will crash before you know. She got very irritable here. And what else happens? Those who are not connected with God, don't put God first. Don't sit, don't take that time with God. When Jesus is here, they don't value that. The time with him, they value giving to him, but not getting from him. They become frustrated and they cross the line. Very important. That's when they'll cross the line. That's when they'll think, I know wise, I'm, I know more than God. I'm wiser than God. I know what to do. Let me go and tell Jesus, Jesus, you don't know your priorities. Jesus, your order of service is wrong. Jesus, You don't know that this is dinner time? Jesus, you're talking too much, too long of a message there is. Jesus, she needs to be cooking here. And what are you doing, Jesus? You're keeping her from cooking. You see that? What are they doing? They're telling Jesus how wrong Jesus is. Can you think about that? What happened to Martha? What happened to Martha? She forgot her place. She forgot who she was. She forgot that this is the miracle work of the prophet of God. The God who made heaven and earth. The Messiah. The everything. The most anointed. The only anointed. The the anointed. And everything. God in flesh. Right in front of her. The one who raised the dead. Opened blind eyes in front of her. Jesus loved her so much. That love should never be taken for granted. Because Jesus loved her so much, she thought she can get go and ramble something to him. She went to him and she said, Lord, don't you care? Don't you see what is happening? She's basically doing what Peter did to Jesus, basically trying to go scold him. Don't you see this one lazy little one sitting over here and wasting her time here? She could have helped me and I'm doing all these things and I'm so tired and what Jesus, what are you doing? Very bad place to be in. When we don't receive from God, this is the result. What happens? Flesh comes up. 
when you feed the flesh, flesh becomes strong. And then the flesh will start manifesting fleshly behaviors, which is from below. Frustration and anger and blame game and, oh, self-pity, look at me, poor me. Who told you to do this? Took it upon herself to do it because she wanted to do it. But did God want you to do it is the question. God is speaking at this hour. Verse 40 would have not been there if she also went and sat at the feet of Jesus. But verse 40 is here because she chose to do her own thing. When the master is there, our job has to be, Lord, say a word to me. I need to hear from you. Not like I want to come and teach you, Jesus, how to have some order in your ministry. Jesus has no order in his ministry. I mean, he's a good prophet and everything. He's doing miracles. But you know, he's so terrible. He has no order in his ministry. Oh, must be very careful. He's following heaven's order. Martha thought she was smart. Martha thought she was active. Martha thought she was quick. Martha thought she can do many things. But you know what? She was one vessel that was burned out. Mary was someone who just sat and listened to God. Now, she's telling Jesus what to do. (laughs) Mary is sitting there receiving from Jesus. Jesus, you tell me what to do. I want to hear. But Martha is there. Therefore, tell her to help me. She's telling Jesus what to do. What happened to Martha? This is what will happen. Very typical of those who don't spend time with God. They get frustrated. They go blurt out, say things out of order. And think that they're doing the right thing. And they think that they're going to convince Jesus to get him do what they want to do. End up being put to shame. That's the end result. The works of the flesh are all these things. But you look at verse 41. Jesus answered and said to her, Do you see frustration in Jesus? Do you see Jesus getting all like upset? Martha, what's wrong with you, Martha? You should have been here. You knew I came into the house. And Are you out of your mind, Martha? Do you see Jesus talking like that, full of frustration? A lot of people are like that one. One gets frustrated, the next one gets frustrated, and then you have an explosion in the house. And then they say, we're all emotional people. We were just being emotional. Cover up for stupidity. God is speaking at this hour. We got to be real. When we are wrong, the first thing has to be, I am wrong. Lord, I need to be fixed. Fix me. Now, Jesus talks to her. You see? Works of the flesh manifesting and works of the spirit manifesting. He says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. You see how he's talking? Love. One is going, and then she's expecting him to go, but then he's like, it's very calm. He's saying, Martha, Martha, you're worried about so much. Look at her. Very nicely composed. Jesus had lots of emotions. You want to see his emotions? Go to the temple when he made the whip. You can see him. 
he knew. He was someone who knew when to get angry and not to sin. He had righteous indignation. The zeal of the Lord ate him up. The disciples saw that. But with people, he's the God of love. He stood there and said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Think about this. When Martha heard what she would have thought. Hmm. She got something from him. She'll be looking at her hands. Hmm. I got nothing. I was just trying to do, 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 do. She has something that will never be taken away. I got nothing. What happened? I missed something. You see, the teacher here. Teacher, Lord Jesus Christ. The best teacher. So beautifully he taught. Not a big lecture. One verse said it all. You're worried about so many things, Martha. But she chose the best part. But you haven't. He said it in a way. Without poking her. You know, there are people who come and say, say things in a way that will really tear a person down. We should never speak words that will tear a person down. Look how beautifully he says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part that will not be taken away from her. And he didn't go further. But you, look what you've done. You have lost it all. He didn't put her in a place where she said, oh, I cannot get up ever again. Every time I see Mary, I feel defeated. No. Now she'll get motivated when she sees Mary. She knows this is what I should be doing. She chose the part that will never be taken away. I need to do that too. Jesus did not make her feel unworthy. He instructed her. You know how Jesus, when he instructs, when somebody is falling, he doesn't say, okay, hit hard and he pushed them and said, no, good, you broke two of your bones and now you're going to feel the hurt and you're going to know. When they're falling and they realize they're falling, he goes, he puts his hand up. And he says, you're going to fall. I got you now. I'm going to tell you how not to fall. This is where God is. When he corrects, he corrects, but he corrects with love. When Jesus corrects, he corrects with gentleness. When Jesus corrects, you see the spirit behind it. And the spirit is, I want you well. I want you well. God is asking me this question. What have you chosen? Mary has chosen the good part. What have you chosen? What have you chosen? Have you chosen something that's very temporary? Are you like Martha getting burned out and getting frustrated? Trying to get a hold of something that you're not able to get a hold of because it's not yours. And it's only going to cause loss. It's only going to waste your time. It's only going to waste your life. But the Lord says, Mary, you see the one you're complaining about? What she did was right. You can do that too. You can make that choice too. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't be earthly minded. Let the things of the world grow strangely dim. Let it grow strangely dim. You know, to whom it will grow strangely dim? To those who keep looking at his face. You know, when you look brightly at a bright light and you turn and look at other things, the rest of the things will look dark. 
Suddenly when you look at the light and turn, it'll take a while for your eyes to readjust. When you come from the light and you try to look at anything in dark, you won't be able to see for a few minutes. You have to just wait and then be able to see what's in the darkness. If you are in the light of God, whatever Satan shows, your eyes will not even focus on it unless you really want to look and try to go into it. Your eyes will focus on God and this will not even become visible. God is speaking to our hearts today. Those who spend time with God will be like Mary, will receive that which will never be taken away. You know what secret is here? Jesus never said what she received. Jesus never said what she received. She received something very substantial because any time the king of heaven speaks, there's an impartation. His life, his power, his strength goes into her. And she received the words of life which made her into a mighty instrument of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. We can either be Martha or Mary. We need to make that choice. Lord, I am going to shut everything down. Whatever needs to be taken care of can wait, but not my time with the Lord. Not your presence not the, not yourself being in the presence of God. We have one life to live. Only one life to live. And in this lifetime, what we do counts towards your eternity. And how much you take in is going to determine how much your soul is going to grow. How much you take in is going to determine how strong you're going to be. And when the winds blow, when the waves go on that house, when the storm comes, how much you put in is going to determine whether you're going to stand or fall. How much you sit at the feet of Jesus is going to determine whether you're going to be a frustrated person or you're going to be a person full of joy. Now, I want to finish with this. Do you see Mary talking over there? Only Jesus talked. She went and talked about Mary to Jesus. Do you see Mary talking about that? You know, you know what usually happens? Before Jesus can talk, the people who are full of themselves, not with the word of God, they will burst out and they'll say, look Lord what she spoke about me. She's complaining about me. This is how she all the time does. And, and then they'll give a whole long list of complaints. She didn't say anything. You know why? She was in the presence of God. She had that peace. Even though Martha accused her falsely and complained about her. You see, Mary, so calm, just like Jesus. Jesus talked and she was listening. Be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to wrath. It's called wisdom. Through that, you can win many battles for every battle. If you know how to hold your tongue, hold your temper, hear from God, and only speak what God wants you to speak, you'll be like Mary. 
No matter who says what, you're not going to jump up and down. No matter who says what, you're not going to be quick to defend yourself. If you don't defend yourself, you know who will defend you? God. Jesus defended Mary here because she was on the right. Not on the wrong. God won't defend anyone who is on the wrong. But she was on the right. She said, I will sit at the feet of Jesus. I'll sit at the feet of Jesus. I'll sit at the feet of Jesus. When she sat at the feet of Jesus, Jesus spoke up for Mary. Shall we all close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In this month of September, the Spirit of God has brought to us something very important. Choose wisely by choosing Jesus over everything. Not serving, but hearing from Him, learning from Him, listening from Him, and doing His will. Hallelujah. After you hear, and when He says go, tell your brethren, then you can go tell your brethren at that time. After you hear from him and he tells you what you need to do, that time you do, it'll be a pleasing sacrifice for God. But before that, are you sitting at the feet of Jesus? Are you spending your time with Jesus? Are you in the presence of God? Are you in the house of God? Are you hearing every word that is being given to you? Or do you say that I have better things to do? I'm serving God too. I don't have to hear what Jesus has to say. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you choose to sit at his feet, resist the temptation of running around and doing, sit at his feet. God is speaking at this hour. You will go from strength to strength. Your weakness will be overtaken by the strength of God. You will receive the power of God to do that which you should do which will tend to life, which will make you a winner. Hallelujah. This will make you a winner. Hallelujah. God will defend those who sit at his feet. God will defend those who sit at his feet. Hallelujah. God will raise up people to speak up for you. Hallelujah. God will raise up rulers to speak up for you. Hallelujah. God will raise up kings to speak up for you. Hallelujah. The favor of the Lord, the favor of the Lord will accomplish it. Hallelujah. Mary had divine favor because she sat at the feet of Jesus. She gave priority to him. She gave priority to Jesus' words. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is speaking at this hour. If you make this your main business, which is to sit down, hallelujah. Sit down, hallelujah. Sit down, hallelujah. Be Mary and not Martha. Be Mary and not Martha. There is a place for doing, but that doing only comes from sitting at his feet. Hallelujah. When he speaks, we do nothing but receiving from him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Make 
God your priority in your life, then He will lead you. Hallelujah. Then He will tell you what is good for you. Then you will receive that which can never be taken away from you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we all stand up together? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. When I sing this song one more time, I want you to mean every word from the song and sing it. Hallelujah. Every time we come to the presence of God, whether it's the morning call or the Bible studies or fasting prayer or Sunday service, we are meeting with the King. Hallelujah. And we should never take it lightly. Every moment of it is priceless because we're meeting with the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those who make the words of life their priority will live by the very words of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.